I rang your Wayne man a bell. Your secrets I'll never tell, but things aren't going so well. Oh yeah, and by the way, this Harvey Dent day is crap. I know that you took the rap. It's been eight years and no bat, and so I gotta say, your dread was holding smoke bombs. You were throwing dark night cables flowing. What the hell you doing lately? Hey, when I met you. It was crazy, a Lamborghini and two hot ladies. You tried to look like you were happy, but you were bad man and really angry. Hey, when I met you, you were crazy. You drove a tumbler through Gotham City, and all the orphan boys tried to haze me. I know you're bad man, so stop being lazy. They say you're pissing in jars. You got long nails and weird scars, and that you don't drive your cars. Oh yeah, and by the way, I think this cat lady steals. She's doing backflips and heels, acting like it's no big deal. And did I mention Bane? His fame is growing. Weird mass muscle showing. Almost killed Jim Gordon. What you gonna do about it? Hey, when I met you. It was crazy. You drove a tumbler in Gotham City. It's hard to walk right with a bad knee. Go see a doctor. A leg brace maybe. Hey, when I met you, you were crazy. You used a skyhook to kidnap Chinese. This Harvey Dent day. It don't faze me. We need the Batman. So quit being lazy. Hard to fight crime from the east wing. So ride your bat pod and shoot that gun thing. Hey, when I met you, you were crazy. You drove a tumbler through Gotham City, and all the orphan boys tried to haze me. I know you're bad man, so stop being lazy. Before this bing guy steals your cash, just shave your mustache. Shave off your mustache. Just shave off your mustache. Don't put on the Batman mask with a mustache. Just shave your mustache. There is no Batman sash. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopoeia Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. That was the Friday sing-along Batman Maybe track from uh, Majorspoilers.com. You can go check them out. I follow them on Twitter. I haven't actually spent time on their website, so I don't know if they rewrite songs every Friday, but that was pretty dang catchy. And the video is hilarious because they actually made an effort to get, like, actors to look like the people in the movie. So, you know, there's a guy who actually kind of looks like Christian Bale, you know, convalescing as uh, the sort of Robin-esque guy is like, come on, stop being so lazy, Batman. But anyways, uh, it's a good for a laugh. Majorspoilers.com.
So today's show is about Black Sad. And I know that you're probably sitting there going, huh, what the, what's a Black Sad? And I actually, probably maybe some of you are like, oh yeah, Black Sad, Psh, I knew about that eons ago. Because it's actually um, a French comic created by Spanish uh, artist and writer. And it was published by Dar God, who's like a pretty popular French comic book publisher. And Black Sad's actually... Okay, so, you know, like, when you wander through the city and you see, like, poster shops and, you know, like, you know, I used to live in Vancouver and it was really rare that you saw anything comic book oriented. Like, super, super rare. I, in fact, I can't even think of any time that I walked past a poster shop and I saw any comic book thing. But when I moved to Montreal, holy cow, I was seeing um, uh, Hugo Pratt's Kroto's Maltese. I was seeing Tintin. I was seeing the Barba Papas. And I was seeing Black Sad in the windows of these poster shops. And it was really exciting to me because it's like, oh, comics, yay, mainstream. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how could you not deny the brilliance that is Black Sad? Now, Black Sad is written by Juan Diaz Canale, and it's illustrated by a man named Guarnido. And they're both from Spain, and they met each other in art school, and they uh, did a whole bunch of work for actually uh, Disney, a European Disney, uh, doing various animated shorts and comics for their magazines. But when they finally got together to decide to work on something of their own, they created this character, Black Sad. Now, this comic is actually like an anthropomorphic comic, which is not something that I'm really like a huge fan of. Um, but the thing about Black Sad is that it is so amazingly illustrated. It is so beautiful and gorgeous that you, you kind of start to forget that that's like a cat and that's like a dog and that's like a crocodile. You know, like it just, um, you know, if you've ever seen Rango, it's just like that. It's so awesome wickedly realistic looking but still it inhabits this world of its own that is so believable now the premise behind black sad is that there is this black cat and he's sort of basically like a raymond chandler figure he's a detective a gumshoe and he's either tapped to be a bodyguard or he's asked to solve the mystery of the missing child and things happen murders and kidnappings and espionage and uh racism amongst animals if you can believe it uh i guess speciesism is the word i'm looking for but it is so action-packed and so um well illustrated like i know i'm saying oh it's beautiful it's gorgeous on top of it the person uh guard guarnido is such an excellent artist that you know even the action scenes are riveting you're just like you're sitting there your 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 heart picks up a few beats and your breathing speeds up and you're just like oh what's gonna happen to black sad oh no or what's gonna happen to weekly and uh yeah but it's such it's so fantastic now there are four books yeah, I know there's three books, but recently Dark Horse has put out a collection of them, two collections to be specific, um, gorgeous hardcovers, and that's how I decided to do this show because I initially bought the books that were published um, by iBooks. I thought it was MBM that was distributing them, but I guess it was distributed by Simon & Schuster, and there was three of those, um, and this was the first time they'd been translated into English because initially they were in French, and then Dark Horse decided to do these hardcovers so the first hardcover has the first um three books in it and the second hardcover which is the one that i just got it's called um silence is hell i believe 
Oh, I gotta dig it out from under the pile of other books. A Silent Hell. Sorry, it's called The Silent Hell, and it's got another story in it called A Silent Hell, and then it actually has this huge epic tutorial about how Guarn- Guarnido does his artwork, um, like his whole and like he's a, so I should mention actually that the 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 reason why I'm saying the art is so gorgeous is because it's done entirely almost mostly in watercolors, and so it's so lush and it's so vibrant and you know even when he's doing like you know light dappling the creatures as they sit in an outdoor cafe you're just sort of like stunned you know it's like when you watch a Miyazaki cartoon you're just sort of like wow I can't believe they did that anyways so this huge book if you get the second uh, black sad collection by dark horse has a gigantuan like all his roughs his thumbnails his uh like his system everything that he does and how he does it so it's it's those two books are really worth getting and they're good prices and I mean you can find them anywhere because once they get published like that they're going to be in the star system and it's not hard to get uh it's the weird initial printings that I got that are going to be hard to find I have to get red soul I have to find it Ugh! but uh because I'm such a darn stickler for format but that's just me anyways so uh what else can I tell you let's just talk about the first black sad story it's called um a sh- um somewhere within the shadows and like it's just everything about this series is just stunning you know the first page you're greeted with a picture of black sad as he smokes a cigarette and it's not even like a full profile it's just his face in the shadows and you're just totally you know what you're in for once you see that because it's just so not only riveting but just like stark and in your face and it's it just really starts the mood of the book now the way that it's written is fantastic it reads exactly like you know, um, LA Confidential or anything by Elmore Leonard. And it starts out with a murder of a woman that Blackside used to date, which was really harsh. And it starts to talk about how they met in the past. Uh, and it's just, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous, whether there's flowers flying everywhere. Um, they have human bodies, so it's it's pretty sexy. You know, it's not like it's, they're really super furry. They're very, very anthropomorphic. So they look more human than animalistic but um it's just the first story is your typical gumshoe tale it's like any uh, elmore leonard movie you've seen um one of the the comparisons i make with black sad is one of the reasons why i like it is because it's kind of like amalgamates some of my favorite movies from when i was a kid like uh it makes me think of the secret of nim and it makes me think you know the whole smart animals thing uh it totally reminds me a lot of robin hood because black sad has that sort of sarcastic edge to him um he's also helping the hopeless like robin hood did uh but it's like the disney robin hood right where it's like they're foxes and everybody they're like humanoid animals it also reminds me a bit of Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it has the same sort of mood and style that Roger Rabbit has where it's sort of based in the 50s. Um, and it's the same with Black Sad. It's got this sort of 50s, 40s vibe. You don't really know. You can't really place the time, but it's so classy and classic in style. And like I said, the beautiful watercolors, they add so much to it. It does, I have to admit, like it is very typical of a European comic, but because... The style is so rare in American comics, like, it just, it knocks you for a loop. And I mean, case in point, the very first book has an introduction by Jim Stranko, who, if you're a fan of comic books, or at least, you know, the golden age of comics, you know that man is very much uh, focused on graphic design and style, and if he is singing the praises right out the gate of the first book, 
then you know that it, it's it's something really spectacular. Okay, so we're going to go to some music. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Onomatopoeia Show. Where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. We're going to play some Gotan Project because it has that sort of 40s feel to it. Uh, plus, also, it's uh, comprised, the band is comprised of an Argentinian uh, musician and a French musician. So to me, I was like, oh, it's a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of uh, French, even though Argentina is not in Spain. Uh, anyways, you know what I'm getting at, right? It's not a big stretch. It's not that big. Anyways, this is called Queremos Paz, and you're listening to CJLO. This is the Gotan Project.
independientes. You want some hip hop, you want some R&B, tune into the limelight, 6 to 8 every Saturday, right here on CJLO, 1690 on your AM dial, that's what's up. And this is CJLO 1698 M. This is the Automata PS Shore. We talk about all graphic arts all the time. And that was Caramel Paz by Gotan Project, which came out on their very first album, La Revancha del Tango. And you know me, I mispronounce everything. So please don't get upset, please. Because I'm also going to mispronounce the writers and illustrator of <laughs> Black Sad. They are, because we're talking about Black Sad, which is this amazingly gorgeous watercolored comic uh, by these two Spanish artists. Uh, the writer is Juan Diaz Canales, and the artist is Juan O. Juanjo Guarnido. I, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing that. Anyways, the point is, is this is this comic is very European in look, but it's mostly it's for adults. You can't really pass this off to any kids because it's very adult in reading. And basically, it's for the people that love like Elmore Leonard and uh, Raymond Chandler and those kind of like hardcore gumshoe great tales about women who did men wrong and the detective that goes out to try and figure out what happened. Um, there's also stories of kidnappings. Um, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But I wanted to let you know, the first book came out in 2000. And of course, all these books were initially published in French. And then a month later came out in Spanish. And then years later came out in English. <laughs> and actually, it's kind of interesting because it's interesting to see how the translations go. Because as far as I'm concerned, the first three books were really well translated. But I've just read the newest one, The Hell, The Silence, um, which just came out a couple, uh, like I think this past year in English. And I just didn't read very well. Like it, it, it felt like it was missing a lot in the translation. So I was a little disappointed, but the story was good. It was interesting, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. But anyways, so yeah, first one, 2000. Second one came out in 2003. Third one came out in 2005. And then, unfortunately, um, the English publisher went bankrupt. <laughs> and so then in 2010, Dark Horse took over, published three albums as one volume, and then have since um, published this new one with uh, I guess in the last couple of years and now it's the stories are great so I've already mentioned the first one which is Black Sad where the story is somewhere between the shadows and it's just a typical um, a girl that Black Sad used to love has been murdered and now he's trying to investigate who would hurt her so badly and it's just basically jealousy gone rampantly wrong and one of the coolest things about Black Sad the two things that I always really look forward to when I'm reading these comics is that uh, besides the art just being gorgeous uh, it's always interesting to see how they're going to interpret each character because each character is so bloody distinctive in their style. Um, so, like, whether they're going to be like a snake and how the snake is going to look, or at one point, one of the characters, the woman was fooling around uh, with the director named Leo, and so you don't even think about it, but then when you see him, he's a lion, but he's all, like, really suave-looking, you know, like Rudolph Valentino, Leo. And it's just really interesting to see where he's going to go. Um, and, like, the late, in the Red Soul, there was a crocodile, and um, sometimes, you know, like one of the main villains in, I believe it was in Red Soul. Yeah, in Red Soul. He's a turtle. And he, but I couldn't really tell until I read about it online. It's like, oh, that, that was a turtle? Okay. So it's really, that's one of the things that I really enjoy when I'm reading Black Sad is to see how they interpret the animals within their stories. Because, you know, there's a lot of comics out there and comic artists that are very decent artists but a lot of their characters are quite interchangeable but i can honestly say that Guarnido, the artist his characters are s each 
each one is distinctive, whether it be a father and a son, goat, or it's monkeys or gorillas, so incredibly distinctive. Now, we've talked about Somewhere Within the Shadows. Now we're going to talk about Arctic Nation. And I thought that Arctic... Oh, well, I forgot to tell you. Okay, the second thing I look forward to when I look at the Black Side comics is the background images. Because there's always something going on in the background. And you think, you know, like... Also, I was just mentioning other artists would, you know, they, you know, their characters are interchangeable. A lot of them also do like a lot of throwaway work on their backgrounds. Like it doesn't really matter much. So it's just a lot of like fake blank faces in the scene. But I like Guarnito, he like, there's just so much going on, whether it be like teenage girls giggling as uh, Black Sad walks by, or if it's like, you know, people fighting or you know, just, I, I, it's really, really a delight to read the black sad comics now the second book was arctic arctic nation and it was a really interesting idea in the sense that it tried to emulate the civil rights movement in the united states so a lot of the black animals were considered like the uh, african americans and they were discriminated against and the white animals were creating this sort of aryan nation of white animals and of course, Black Sad was caught in the middle because Black Sad is entirely a black cat except for his muzzle, which is white. So he's like a bit of a tuxedo cat. So he was straddling the line. And, you know, at times the white uh, animals wanted to beat on him. And at other times the black animals wouldn't give him the time of day. And at the core of the story is a kidnapping of uh, the daughter of one of these women who is actually um, black but has like white inner like honor but she hides it and she's a maid and that's why she feels she can't go to the police about the kidnapping of her daughter and so black sad decides to take on the case and it becomes like this huge race thing and also it's the kidnapping of a child so the animals are getting really excited like upset about it and stuff in the community so that was really fascinating and again like i said it was a total delight to see how um Guarnito was going to translate each animal, whether they be like a mink or a polar bear or a white Arctic fox. Like it was just, it, it's gorgeous. Like so gorgeous, the capital G. Um, we're also introduced into another a character named Weekly, who is this sort of fox character who writes for a newspaper that ends up sort of helping Black Sad and sort of annoying Black Sad at the same time. Uh, but it's like... It's a mystery, so you follow it through, and you're you know you're, you're riveted to find out what happens. Now, the third book is called Red Soul, and this was really really interesting. So the first one was like the second one was all about like the whole Civil War thing. Red Soul is actually based on the whole um, witch hunt for communists during uh, the fifties uh, in the United States. So that like it's interesting how it translates into that story because what happens is like. Um, Blackside becomes a bodyguard for this uh, turtle, and then he sees that a le- uh, one of his mentors is doing a lecture where he is, and so you start to learn a little bit more background about Blackside, and you find out he was like an orphan, and he was basically on the road to wrong, and he met this professor, and the professor's an owl, and the professor kind of steered him right and helped him and provided like the stab- stability that Blackside needed to become like a stable civilian uh, citizen so you know he goes to the lecture and then of course he ends up uh taking part in this group that the the professor is friends with and all this stuff starts to happen and then there's a murder and then 
you find out like there's all these great twists and turns things like you find out the professor used to be a nazi and so then that totally changes how black sad feels about everything and about his mentor and there's you know someone's trying to kill the mentor so black sad has to defend him and it's it gets really deep you know as well as being within this milieu that's very familiar in history and then but there are these animals but they're they're illustrated so realistically you know when black sad's angry and he's baring his teeth you it, it becomes really animalistic but then you see these superhuman looking hands that just happen to be black fur yeah it's i don't know i find it fascinating i find it beautiful i find the writing so interesting and that's why you should be reading black sad uh i like i said dark horse has collected all of them into two gorgeous hardcovers so just go to your local comic book store see if they have them should be pretty easy to order i wouldn't be surprised if the library had them by now they should because it's just it's genius it's like watching movie it's like watching a movie it's so excellent but anyways they talked about making a movie, but it didn't really work out. <laughs> so let's go to some music. You're listening to CGLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopia Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. And we're going to listen to some Charles Mingus. This track is called Goodbye, Pork Pie Hat. And you're also listening to CGLO.com. Thank you. 
listen to CJLO 1690AM. This is the Automatopia Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. And that was Charles Mingus with Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. It was incredibly appropriate for the show we're doing today, which is talking about Black Sad, the uh, French comic done by a Spanish writer and illustrator. And it's just, it comes from a different era, so it requires music from a different era. Anyways, we're going to do some news because lots of exciting things are happening in the world today in comics. Okay, nothing's happening today in the world of comics, but there's lots of exciting things. Things like they're doing a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Part 3, which is kind of sad because there'll be no Rufus. Um, but apparently the director of Galaxy Quest is going to do it, which is kind of cool. Uh, Julie Morset has a new book out called The Wayside, and she's an excellent cartoonist that's located here in Montreal who did a book called Milk Teeth. I really like her stuff. She did another book that I got that I read in class called When I'm Small. It's a kid's book that's cool. She's a really got a really cool, delicate fine line. Also, this is so awesome. Way back in the olden days, they were going to do a Sandman movie, and they got Jill Thompson to do a bunch of like stills to kind of illustrate what it might look like. All you have to do is Google Jill Thompson Sandman movie, and you'll see them. There's like 28 images, and if you're a nerd like me that loves Jill Thompson and the Sandman, then you will like these images. They're, it's so cool. Also, wanted to mention that Wilfred Santiago is doing a comic book about Michael Jordan called Bull on Parade. It's being published by Fantagraphics, and I think it's coming out soon. But I think it's an interesting idea to do a comic book about a basketball star. And uh, it's been a while since I'd seen anything from Wilfred Santiago, so I'm happy to read that. Also, wanted to mention that um, I recently purchased Arne Bellstarf's Babies in Black. It's his story about Astrid Kirshner and Stu Sutcliffe uh, back when the Beatles were playing in Hamburg and actually he apparently consulted Astrid quite often so it's a very faithful adaptation of their love story and it's I had some issues with it like things like a lot of the characters look the same <laughs> it was really hard to tell who uh, was talking to at some points uh, but there were other parts of it that were just really beautiful and poetic and and silent and gorgeous well I should probably use a different word besides gorgeous because I'm reserving that for black side today uh, it was it was oh I don't know it was nice. <laughs> there, as that for the brilliant adjective of the day. Anyways, maybe I'll come up with something better in a half hour. Let's talk about Marceline and the Scream Queens. Number two also came out, and there's a great backup story by Faith Aaron Hicks in the back there about Marceline and Princess Bubblegum on some blue planet part of the planet that they live on, and Marceline's all starving, and there's no red anywhere, and so like. Princess Bubblegum, the genius, creates a robot to paint everything red. She thinks of everything, that Princess Bubblegum. I also wanted to mention that uh, probably next week I'm going to talk about Daredevil. I, I swear to you, Marvel's not paying me anything. But I just recently read one of the Mark Wade books, and everyone's going gaga for his stuff, and I want to talk about it. But I also want to talk about... Uh, like the Frank Miller stuff because I've never really read it. And then I want to talk about the Bendis stuff because that's the stuff that I did read and that I love. And I stopped reading at Bendis and I kind of, or not Bendis, uh, Brubaker and I want to read that stuff too. But anyway, so, but actually next week, ideally, if everything works out, we'll have Fantastic Sypha on the show and he's going to, we're going to talk about the movies that have come out lately that are superhero movies. Things like um, Avengers and the new Batman and the new Spider-Man and how we feel about these things. Uh, anyways, that's if everything works out. Maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, then it'll be Daredevil. Okay? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to talk about the fact that I read the new Mark Wade. And it was... 
I really like the art better than the writing so far. I also wanted to mention... Oh, yeah. So if you go online and you uh, go on YouTube and you look up Penelope Cruz Super Mario, you'll see something really funny. <laughs> like, really funny. I don't even want to ruin it. You just got to look. Uh, also, our Ed Piscor, who's recently done a book about hackers, which I have to find. Uh, I wasn't so impressed with his art in the Beat book that he did with Harvey Picar, but then I saw this thing on Boing Boing that he did. It's called Brain Rot Hip Hop Family Tree. Just go to boingboing.com and look up Ed Piscor or look up Hip Hop Family Tree and you'll be blown away. It kind of looks like if Dan Clark and Jim Rugg decided to do a hip-hop comic. It's pretty awesome. also want to mention that Garth Endis is no longer doing the boys comic. He's ending it at issue number 72, and he's doing one more Battlefield story, and then I think he's not doing comics anymore. I don't know what's up with that. Some investigative reporting required there, Robin! I'm on it. Why is Garth Endis no longer doing comics? I shall find out. Maybe he's just working on the, all that crazy uh, Avatar stuff. Blah. Uh, anyways, so there's going to be a new installment of Why I Hate Saturn. Aren't you excited? This is like a comic that Kyle Baker did in the 80s that was really sarcastic and irreverent and fun and beautifully illustrated. And he didn't have the rights to it because it was published by DC's Piranha Press. Well, now he has the rights to it and he even wants to include Cowboy Wally in it. <laughs> so it should be cool. The other thing that he's doing, if you're bored, go to mtvgeek.com and look up TNH Kyle Baker. It's this animated cartoon he did this sort of like ralph bakshi it's like because they're anthropomorphic again but it like it's weird cow baker hair <laughs> cow baker does weird computer hair you got to see it to understand it it's cow baker but it's it looks fun and silly and irreverent it's sort of like um i don't know it looks like something that mtv did back in the early 90s when they had liquid television it totally looks like a liquid television short totally Okay, what else did I want to tell you about? Um, I wanted to tell you that Johnny Ryan and Dave Cooper and Nick Cross created an animated cartoon called Pig Go Bananamantis. And if you look it up on YouTube, Pig Go Bananamantis, you can see it. It totally looks like a Dave Cooper cartoon. Nick Cross is really good at remaining faithful to his style. And it's totally, totally weird and absurd and it doesn't really make a lot of sense and it's totally hilarious. Uh, at one time, one part of the, the part that made me laugh was like, Time for the Moron Rodeo! But you have to watch it to understand it. Okay, go. Go, go watch it. Pig Goat Banana Mantis! Um, so I told everybody I was going to go see the dragons, but I lied. Because they were super expensive. I thought it was just going to be like 30 bucks, but apparently it was like 45 bucks in French or 55 bucks in French, even if you want nosebleed seats. And then for English, it was like 75 bucks. And you don't even get to interact with them. You you just get to see them in the stands. And that, like, once again, my imagination made it better than it was. So I was sad. But what I did get to see was the Star Wars Identities, finally. And that was excellent. Um, the only disappointment I had is that the t-shirts were lame. They were not well done at all. <laughs> I was like, you guys are making money hand over fist on this thing. It was sold out. The only reason I got in was because I'm a loser and I went by myself. And so, like, I got in. But still, it, they're making lots of money. They could have made better t-shirts. But the coolest thing is they had a ton of the costumes there, which, of course, me being the big fashion nerd, I was like, oh, look at the stitching. Wow. They had, like, a whole bunch of the ship models. They had, like, Chewbacca's body. They had... And, and the coolest thing, too, is you get to, like, make your own person. And so I was, like, a Twelik who was the senator. Uh, and then, you, you know, you, you pick your background. I, like, for some reason, I was so lucky. I, I won a city and ran it for a while that's what formed me in my youth yeah i was a millionaire and so i was like it's it's kind of that part is really fun it's really interactive and if you're a kid i could see you going kind of ape 
poop for it. Um, but yeah, so there was that. Um, there's a new Judge Dredd movie coming out next month. It's going to be in 3D, and it's got um, Queen Cersei in it as a super evil woman, and Judge Anderson's also in it, which is exciting. Um, Oatmeal Comics. Do you know that comic? The Oatmeal.com. It's really funny. There's lots of he's really smart and so it's very funny anyways he decided to open a tesla museum so he did like a kickstarter project and he made like bajillions of dollars in one day enough money to open a tesla museum how cool is that talk about like moving mountains in heartbeats you could be like okay i want to build a village in this desolate town in africa and it's just like uh, if oatmeal decided to do it he'd probably get it done wow that's cool um, also wanted to mention that there's going to be no more Dandy comic. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but I like grew up in Germany, so I got some British stuff. And Dandy and Beano was one of those things. And it's a comic that's been around for 75 years in the UK. Uh, Beano will still be published. Uh, Dandy's going to be online now. <laughs> so, but yeah, the 4th of December will be the last issue of Dandy. Uh, this month in Juxtapose Magazine, there's an interview with Daniel Klaus and Guy Colwell, who's an underground cartoonist from the 70s, and you know, all know who Daniel Klaus is. Also wanted to mention that uh, Graham and Nabble he was the storyboard artist on Paranorman, and Paranorman is out this week, so go see it. They also had it at Fantasia, so if you saw it there, then ignore me. But if you didn't, go see it, because it looks pretty f- awesome, and you know I love cartoons. Uh, everybody is really sad because Richard Thompson's cul-de-sac is ending uh, because he has Parkinson's disease. And I'm really sad because Super Best Friends Forever is not being made into a feature-length cartoon that lasts for three years forever i want it to last forever but apparently like i went online and i found this and dc did these like two minute segments of this cartoon called super best friends forever where it's like batgirl and supergirl and wonder girl and they're like best friends forever and it's this awesome cartoon where they're just like being irreverent and silly and riding around on batgirl vespas and stealing wonder woman's invisible jet and oh it's so awesome but they they're not gonna do it i guess i don't know i don't know um, if you go to the beatgot.com, Heidi McDonald wrote an article about how the new 52 saved comics. I don't know if I agree with that, but I find that interesting. Also, if you go online and just Google Pascal Gerard, or no, go to the Drawn and Quarterly website and uh, ask, or even just go there to Drawn and Quarterly on Bernard Street and say, I heard Pascal Gerard is teaching a graphic novel class in September and I want to go. And you pay the money and then you can have Pascal Gerard teach you how to do graphic novels, which is pretty awesome. Um, also wanted to mention that the Montreal Chinese Film Festival is on right now. Okay, so now that we've officially spent the whole time doing news, 15 minutes of news, let's go to a track and then we'll come back to Black Sad. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This has nothing to do with Black Sad, but I can imagine it might kind of sort of sound like a Black Sad song. Yeah, I'm stretching. This is called See Through You. It's Flying Lotus featuring Erica Badu. It's off of his forthcoming album that's coming out in October. CJLO.com.
Sweet Delight with DJ Soulspin every Saturday from 8 to 10 p.m. on CJLO 1690 AM. And you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopia Show where we talk about all graphic cards all the time. That was Flying Lotus with Erica Badu. Uh, see through to you, which will be on... Flying Lotus's latest album, which comes out in October until the quiet comes, it's called. So pay attention. Stay tuned for that. Um, also, we're talking about Black Sad, and of course, like usual, we're running out of time. Which, is, but actually, we're not really running out of time because there's only one more book to talk about. So we're right on time, is what we are. This is called The Silent Hell, published by Dark Horse Comics, and it's a longer story than the others. It's um, it was it was interesting. It wasn't as well translated, I felt, as the other ones because. I felt like there were, it just was kind of clunky in the reading. Because when I read the other ones, it went rather smooth. You know what I mean? But that could be just me. Maybe they'll get a new translator. Anyways, it's a story that starts out with this goat who's uh, dying of cancer. And he's requested that Black Sad investigate the disappearance of one of his favorite jazz musicians. This goat is a producer in New Orleans who uh, picks jazz musicians and records them and then sells their records. Now, one of the musicians is in jail, and the other one has disappeared, Sebastian Littlehands, and this is the one that the goat wants Black Sad to find. Now, it turns out that Littlehands is actually kind of, sort of like a son to the goat. Meanwhile, the goat actually has a son. And then you find out that uh, Littlehands is actually on the run because he's a heroin addict, and he's got a pregnant wife who the son of the goat is actually lusting for and sort of stepped in to take care of. Uh, it's it's very convoluted, actually. You There's a lot of twists and turns. You don't really know what's going to happen until it happens because there's some people that are bad people that you don't really realize are bad people till the end, and there's some people that are good, too. Now, Weekly is in this. I mentioned him earlier. He's the uh, fox who helps out and sort of also annoys um, Black Sad. There's also another investigative reporter in the story who the goat hired before Black Sad, who is sort of like this uh, hippo who keeps interfering and making things difficult with his alcoholic brashness. But, you know, it was like I was saying before, there's just so many beautiful things about this comic where you're just like reading the story as it goes along and then you stop and you take a look at what's happening in the background and you're just like, oh, wow. You know, and it's just these little details so, for example, after Blackside Side meets this hippo detective who's angry because they won't work together and uh, Black Sad is a little holier than thou because the hippo is a bit of an alcoholic, you see the car screech out, pull around a trolley and down the other way. Meanwhile, a young woman's dress is being blown in the air a la Marilyn Monroe. Another man who's got his hands in his pockets is glancing sideways at the commotion. Uh, you see Weekly with a happy grin on his face as he sees the young woman's uh, knickers. There's just so, you know, there's a man who's caught off balance because the car whooshed by him. There's so much detail going on and it's all done in watercolor and it's just it's glorious it's glorious and it's so 
riveting. You can't stop reading. So even like on top of it, there's these little quiet moments, you know, where the characters are walking or they're having a calf pacino or you know there's like these quiet moments where the sun is shining through the trees and then all of a sudden there's these massive moments of action that just rock them sock them like in your face you can't deny them um for example at one point black sad is going into the saloon to try and find uh sebastian littlefingers and uh the barkeep has decided to swing a bat at black sad and ends up smashing his partner in the face and black sad leaps over the bar grabs the baseball bat chokes the horse bartender and manages to get extract the information from him that he needs like it's just really 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 good and it's it's like any i don't know if you've read any good detective fiction that's what it's like and it's i don't know the story itself was really depressing i don't even want to give it away but basically it's a story about a community that's been poisoned and how the person that did it was never called to task for it and how the tragedy that came with it from the people that tried to get out of it but really couldn't let it go and forget it there that's a good and vague way of explaining to you what happens without ruining it for you now in this collection that dark horse has done is there's that story a silent hell and then on top of it there's this one story they call the watercolor story which is actually um a sort of how-to primer by Juanjo guarnito and how he does his thumbnails uh how detailed and how not detailed they are he explains his patterning when he's doing watercolors and for example example he's showing um this sexy leopard girl who does a strip tease at the beginning of the book uh a lot of the story of silent hell takes place in new orleans in the in the blues jazz scene and like i said it's a pleasure to see the kind of animal creatures characters they're going to come up with and in this one there was a rooster that reminded me so much of the rooster in robin hood it was kind of cool <laughs> but it's it, it was it's just really it's so well done that you're not sitting there going, oh, geez, another animal comic. Oh, geez, another comic masquerading as film noir. Oh, geez. You're just like, no, none of that. You're just like, oh, geez, this is amazing. Oh, geez. <laughs> Anyways, in the back of the second book that Dark Horse did, there's a couple of short stories, a couple, like one or two pages of them. And one story was really sad. It was all about this chicken lady yelling at the cop saying, you know, this is the man that killed my sons. Won't you do anything about it? And the cops being really rude and black sad steps in to take care of the, the chicken mother who's so upset. And in the image of it is that the, the picture that she has of the man that killed her sons is uh, uncle Sam. <laughs> it's, so, it's so sad and so poetic. Uh, another short two page short story is all about how uh, black sad lives in a world of cats fighting dogs. And, you know it's whether it's a lion preying on a deer elevator girl or a moose fighting uh a a sheep who's cheating on his wife you know it's just constantly the the prey preying on the weaker and it's interesting like these are anthropomorphic animals but they still kind of harken back every once in a while to their instincts and so sometimes you know you see it and sometimes you don't for example in another panel you see these wolves are circling they're like greaser wolves circling the salvation army sheep <laughs> but the whole point of this short story is that black sad is walking to a bar to meet with a friend and in the bar it's a dog so cats and dogs can be friends oh isn't that sweet anyways these these stories 
These stories. Let me tell you. These stories are really good. If you're looking for something that a comic, like unlike anything you've seen before, I mean, it's not stretching any kind of boundaries. It's just film noir. It's nothing huge. But it just looks unbelievably gorgeous. And you will find yourself stuck to the story, unable to put it down, and then looking through it, you know, days after, just perusing the pages and looking at the art and just marveling at the characterization of faces and the emotion that Guarnido manages to imbue in these animals and the humanity he gives them with the slightest of, you know, cocked eyebrow or, you know, slight glance. It's, yeah, he's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. All right, so we're going to go to one last track. You'll listen to CJLO 1690 AM. Black Sad, Black Sad, Black Sad. You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's not hard to get. Uh, what track are we going to play? Oh, yeah, I'm going to play for you The Crave by Jelly Roll Morton, who is a New Orleans jazz blues musician from the olden days. And actually, the reason why I'm playing this is because I find it interesting. I was looking up a history of New Orleans music online just to get an idea of who I could play. And there's a quote that they attribute to Jelly Roll Morton. It says, if you can't manage to put tinges of Spanish in your tunes, you will never be able to get the right seasoning for jazz. And I think that's kind of funny because while a lot of Black Sad makes me think of Blade Runner, for example, it is created by two Spanish uh, a writer and a an artist, Spanish people. <laughs> and they, even though they're in this world that's very American, it still has little tinges, you know, little, it's very exotic, the world of Black Sad. So here we go. Jelly Roll Morton, The Crave, CJLO 1690 AM and CJLO.com. Mm-hmm. 